text for this morning's sermon is Acts 20. I'm going to focus on verse 28. Paul charges the elders of Ephesus. He says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, soon our elders will again begin conducting the annual home visits. Some question this practice. Why do we go through this exercise year after year? Does it really benefit the congregation? Or is it merely a custom that we follow? Congregation members sometimes wonder, what right do elders have to ask questions about my life? It feels like they're prying into my personal life. Elders sometimes think, how can I be of support and encouragement to someone in my ward when they just give me one-word answers and are unwilling to open up at all? To deal with these questions, we need to look at the role of elders. Where did the practice of having elders come from? And what does the Bible teach us about the responsibility of elders? Before he went up into heaven, the Lord Jesus appointed apostles to preach the gospel and teach people about him. Because Jesus, the great shepherd of the flock, would no longer be on earth. He appointed the apostles as shepherds over his flock. The book of Acts makes it clear how through the apostles' ministry, many came to faith in Christ. The result was that churches were established in various places. The, elders appoint, the apostles appointed elders in each of the churches to care for the flock. The task of these men was to serve as under-shepherds of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts 20, we see how Paul speaks to the elders of Ephesus about how the Holy Spirit had made them overseers of the flock. He charges them to take care of the church of God, which he ordained with his own blood. Our text makes it clear that it is the Lord Jesus Christ who appoints elders to shepherd his flock. This morning, we'll focus our attention on what it means to be a shepherd and on how to take care of sheep. Hopefully, we'll come to appreciate that the task given to our office bearers is not always an easy one. May that stimulate us to support them in their work, to cooperate with them and pray for them. For our office bearers, watch over our souls as men who must give account. I preach to you God's word under the following theme. Shepherd the church of God purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. We're going to see the task of shepherds, the need for shepherds, and the calling of shepherds. In our text, Paul charges the elders of Ephesus in a particular way. 
He begins his charge by saying, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock. It's somewhat peculiar that Paul tells the Ephesian elders to keep watch over themselves. What's he mean by this? Why should office bearers pay attention to or keep watch over themselves? This admonition appears more often in the Bible. In Luke 17, the Lord Jesus said to his disciples, Temptations are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It'd be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Pay attention to yourselves. In 1 Timothy 4, Paul warns that in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. He says to Timothy, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this. For by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. From this, we learn it's important for office bearers to keep watch over themselves. It's important for them to watch both their doctrine and their way of life. The reason for this is that they are in a position of authority and of leadership. What they say and do can have great impact on the lives of members of the flock. In Acts 20, Paul specifically warns the elders of Ephesus to be on alert against fierce wolves that would arise to attack the flock after his departure. What is striking is that some of these savage wolves would be men from among themselves. Paul warns against church leaders who would lead the flock astray. How could such a terrible thing happen? How could a true shepherd of the flock become a wolf? Well, the Bible provides us with evidence that this happened both in the Old and in the New Covenant. Ezekiel spoke the word of the Lord against the false shepherds of Israel in chapter 34. He brought this charge against them. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, Thus says the Lord God. Ah, the shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves. Should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought out. With force and harshness you have ruled them. Similarly, our Lord Jesus Christ often spoke against the religious leaders of his day. He was moved with compassion for the crowds because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Christ spoke against Israel's false shepherds in John 10. He calls them thieves and robbers. He compares them to hired hands who do not care about the sheep. A shepherd is one who's willing to give of his life, who sacrifices personally for the benefit of the sheep. A hireling is someone who looks out for himself because he doesn't really care about the sheep. A wolf 
is one who is willing to sacrifice the sheep so that he may benefit. He expects to gain from the sheep, even at the expense of the sheep. One of the central things that office bearers need to keep in focus is that their office is one of service. When the great shepherd Jesus Christ was on earth, he made it clear to his disciples that they were to exercise authority in a different manner than the Gentiles did. The disciples were fighting about who was greatest among them. Jesus told them, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Paul exhorts the elders of Ephesus to serve in the way in which he had served among them. He tells them, therefore be alert, remembering that for three years it did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. Uh, Paul mentions that he did not covet anyone's money or clothing. It was through the labor of his own hands that he had supported himself and those who were with him. Paul says, in all things I've shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Beloved, from this it becomes clear what the task of shepherds is. Their task is to serve as watchmen, to guard over the flock. It is to defend the sheep against the dangers that threaten them, to warn against the attack of our sworn enemies, the devil, this world, and our own sinful flesh, to nurture and care for them with the riches of God's grace in Jesus Christ, to provide the tender, loving care that sheep need, to visit the sick, to comfort the distressed, to show mercy on those in need. Above all, the task of under-shepherds is to point to the great shepherd of the flock. It's to direct our eyes to the love of our Savior. Jesus Christ loved us so much, he died for us. It's by his blood that he has bought us as his own possession. We may be assured that he cares for us, that he will preserve us. As congregation, let us remember, let us appreciate that our elders have been charged with a difficult task. They've been called to watch over our souls as men who must give account. Beloved, let's do our best to cooperate with them. When they try to arrange a visit, don't let petty things get in the way. When they speak with us, let's open up to them so they can truly help us. Let's respect the fact that they come as representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ, and so let us hold them in high esteem. Let us pray for them, that the Holy Spirit may give them wisdom and strength in their task as under-shepherds of Jesus Christ. It brings us to our second point, the need for shepherds. We live in a society where people like to be independent. 
to rely on themselves. We often operate from the perspective that we can make it through life on our own. We don't need others butting into our personal business. This has influence on the work of our elders and deacons. Unless things are really bad, we tend to think that we don't need them. When they ask us questions about our life with the Lord, about the use of our finances, we tend to get our backs up. We think they should mind their own business. But beloved, we're not always as self-sufficient as we think. While we may at times try to be strong on our own, we need spiritual supervision and care. It's why it's such a terrible thing when people withdraw from the church or when they refuse to repent and are excommunicated. They lose the support, the encouragement, the care, the exhortation they need to walk with the Lord on the way of everlasting life. This becomes very clear from the illustration that the Bible uses to describe the relationship between Christ and us. Christ is the great shepherd of the flock, and we are the sheep of his pasture. Christ appoints shepherds to serve in his place on earth. Their task is to care for the sheep of the flock. We often just blindly accept this illustration without giving it much further thought. We pay attention to the qualities of the shepherd. We often ignore the character of sheep. In the years that our family lived in Australia, we lived on rural properties. And for many years, our home was surrounded by sheep. They're in the pasture right next to our place. From that, I've learned some things about sheep. Sheep are extremely dependent creatures. They can't make it on their own. They need someone to take care of them. Otherwise, many of them quickly die. Sheep need to be rounded up regularly for, spe for special attention at the hands of a shepherd. Not only is there the annual shearing time when their wool is harvested, sheep also need to be crutched, where the wool is trimmed from their backsides to minimize fly infestation. They need to be what Aussies call dipped, having a foul-smelling broth of chemicals wiped over their back to fight against a variety of diseases. Lambing time also requires extra work. Ewes need to be rescued. Orphaned lambs need to be cared for. Tails and other certain body parts need to be docked. Sheep need protection against scavenging animals like foxes and wolves. Often when they give birth, these wild animals will come and take away the little lambs. The reason God calls us sheep is that we too need much tender loving care. Like sheep, we are needy people. By nature, we are inclined to turn away from God to do what we want. 
The devil uses the temptations of this world to cause us to sin. We need God's word to ward off false doctrine and to call us to repentance from a sinful way of life. We need to hear the gospel to help us focus our attention on the Lord Jesus Christ and on the salvation there is in him. We need the admonition and discipline to guard our lives against the maggoty infestations of the evil one. Beloved, it's only by God's grace and spirit that we are kept alive. If it was not for the love and care of the great shepherd, Jesus Christ, we'd easily become flystruck and roll over and die. If Christ didn't care for us through the minister of our office bearers, we'd easily become the prey of wild animals. The Lord's sheep sure do take much work. Anyone who takes an active role in the life of the church soon realizes that there are, much, that there are many needs among God's people. While we might not like to admit it, we are a dependent, a reliant group of people. Before God, we are sheep, creatures with many needs. As the psalmist says in Psalm 95, the Lord is our God. We are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. You see, beloved, the Lord isn't really paying us a compliment when he calls us sheep. Sheep are not the most intelligent animals on earth. One could even suggest that they're pretty dumb. Sheep tend to follow the leader unthinkingly. Bring them to a gate and they're often unwilling to go through it. But when one sheep leads in the wrong direction, many others are inclined to follow. As sheep, we so often do not want to be where it's best for us to be. The temptations of this world and the pleasures of sin draw us away from the Lord and from his service. There's times when we're negatively influenced by peer pressure, when we unthinkingly follow the bad example of others. As God's sheep, we need a shepherd to care for us. There's times when we're faced with sickness, with depression, with loneliness. We experience sadness and loss and hardships. We are confronted with struggles in family relationships. We struggle with particular sins in our lives. At times, we're ensnared by the evil one. If left to ourselves, we could so easily succumb to Satan's attacks. It would be easy for us to fall by the wayside. When you look at the way in which many sheep are cared for on Australian farms, you see that farmers are willing to accept a certain amount of loss. They do the basics required, and for the rest, they allow the sheep to fend for themselves. Keep your eyes open. You'll all too often see the birds gathering around the carcass of another sheep. Go through a walk in the pasture. It's common to come across a scraggly heap of wool and bones. That's what happens when sheep do not have a shepherd to care for them. 
When God's word refers to the care of sheep, it always mentions shepherds. You see, beloved, farming practices were different in Israel and in the ancient Near East. Their sheep were cared for by shepherds. It was shepherds who led the sheep out to pasture during the day. They ensured that the sheep had grass to eat and water to drink. It was shepherds who prevented the little lambs from straying too far from the flock. They were the ones who kept wild animals at bay. Shepherds either bedded the flock down at night and stood guard over them, or else they brought them into the sheepfold where they would be safe. It's why in Psalm 23, the Lord portrays himself as the shepherd of his sheep. He says that we shall not want, because he makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. He's always with us, even in the difficult times. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. The Lord Jesus also portrayed himself as the good shepherd in John 10. Unlike the hireling, he does not flee when he sees the wolf coming. Because he loves his flock, he will not allow it to be scattered. Christ's great love for his flock is seen and that he was willing to give up his life for us, his sheep. The great shepherd of the flock has ascended into heaven. Christ is busy there as our priest and king, interceding for us and ruling over us. He has handed the care of the flock over to his under-shepherds, to the ministers, elders, and deacons of each local church. Our office bearers are representatives of Jesus Christ. Their task is to minister to the needs of the flock. They are to do so as Christ himself would if he were still physically present on earth. As Christ laid down his life for each of his sheep, office bearers are to minister to them with much love and care. As congregation, we need the under-shepherds appointed by Christ. We need the preaching and teaching to uncover the riches of the gospel of grace in our Lord. We need the proclamation of the word to ward off false doctrine, to call us back from sinful ways of life. We need personal visits from our elders to instruct, admonish, comfort, and encourage us. We need our deacons to show forth the mercy of Christ, both materially and spiritually. We need trustworthy people who can stand next to us through good times and bad as sheep. We're a needy group of people. That's why Christ the Great Shepherd has appointed office bearers in the church to care for us. Brings us to our final point, to the calling of shepherds. In our text, Paul makes the point that it is the Holy Spirit who has made the Ephesian elders overseers over the flock. He says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Please note, beloved, that Paul says it is the Holy Spirit who appoints the overseers to their office. It's important for all of us to know that it is God who appoints 
are office bearers. One of the questions that office bearers need to answer at their ordination is, do you feel in your heart that God himself, through his congregation, has called you to these offices? There is a divine mandate to serve. The Church of Jesus Christ is not a democracy. Office bearers are not responsible to their constituents. Jesus Christ himself calls them to serve as his under-shepherds. Or as the text says it, it's the Holy Spirit who makes elders guardians of the flock. The point, beloved, is that our office bearers are responsible to the Lord. They're not politicians who are going to try and keep you happy. They're under-shepherds who are being called to care for your souls. At times that means that they're going to say things that you may not like. When you're sinning, they're going to call you to repent. If necessary, they may even need to apply discipline to you. Not because they hate you, but because they love you and they want the best for you. If you're irresponsible with your money, poor stewards of the gifts the Lord has given you, it's their calling to hold you to account. Not because they want to attack you, but because they want to help you in your service of God. It's especially when office bearers step on our toes that we need to remember they've been appointed by God. They're ultimately responsible to Him. For office bearers is a rich comfort in knowing that their appointment is from God. For those whom the Lord calls to office, he also equips for office. When office bearers rely on God, he provides them with wisdom and strength to do their task. Often office bearers are faced with situations where they really don't know what to say. And yet according to his promise, the Holy Spirit provides the words that are necessary. Office bearers sometimes wonder about how to meet the demands of their office on top of their responsibilities at home and at work. Yet God promises to bless those who fear him and who walk in his ways. The God who has called you to office will also provide for you, just like he did for the prophets and the apostles in days gone by. Beloved, we've seen that office bearers are called by God and that they're equipped by the Holy Spirit to serve as under-shepherds of Jesus Christ. No, they're certainly not perfect men. In fact, they too are sheep who need the tender love and care of the great shepherd, Jesus Christ. Yet recognize your office bearers as representatives of Christ. Forgive them their sins and weaknesses, and accept them so that they may work fruitfully in your midst. Allow them to lead you in God's ways. Follow their good example, that you may remain on the pathway of salvation. They will do their best to show forth the mercy and the love of Christ. 
pray for them that the Spirit may bless their work in our midst. Amen. Let's respond to the gospel message by rising and singing from hymn 47, stanzas 3 and 5. <laughs> 